It is great to have you on the Family Goals Podcast with David Pollock and Pastor Jay. I'm Joel and House, and on this podcast, we want to encourage you to grow closer to God, to strengthen your marriage, and to inspire your family to reach its highest potential. Today on the podcast, we discuss having a faith of your own. Check it out. So, Eli, you really, you really don't want Pastor Jay's signature? <laughs> he said, I'm good. Hard pass. We've got the sixth grade... Which one? He's got Pollock and Stinchcomb. He said he's good. All right, you're like old school, aren't you? He doesn't. He doesn't want the. What about any of the new players? Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Even though he wasn't born when we were playing, but that's that's beside the point. I love that you're still rocking the LSU gear, though. That's good. Well, I realized this morning that I wasn't wearing this during the game. Ah, oh. that could be why we lost to Ole Miss. That could be why. Wait, wait, wait. And I didn't get, I didn't get. Yep, Ole Miss just scored again. I didn't get in the hot tub. I didn't get in the hot tub at halftime. Like, that's kind of like, you know, well, where am I sure that I get in the hot tub at halftime? But we had, we had some visitors over for the week. You get in the hot tub at halftime of the football game? Yeah. Why? It's good luck. I love, I love getting in the hot tub. I mean, you do this like every game. Don't you love the hot tub? Yes, but so at, at three thirty, a, a, a twelve o'clock game, you're getting the ha- hot tub at halftime. Well, it's more, more more like a Saturday night thing. So only the night games. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's no rhyme or reason. There's there's no rhyme or reason. Sounds sounds like it's working. But also, Joel didn't come over and watch it with me, so that was another. Gee, I was I was watching it with Rowan, who's not really a sports guy, but he decides to pull for Ole Miss because his grandfather went there, and I'm like, I love that. So you had the back and forth of him pulling for Ole Miss. Yeah. I like that a lot. I'm like Rowan. You're you're never gonna come over to my house. <laughs> <laughs> you're not invited back. LSU's defense. They don't even know how to tackle. It's un it's ungood. Can can we send you down to to Red Stick and teach these guys how to tackle? I mean, it, I don't think Georgia's has been much better. If you watched them against Auburn, it was pretty bad too. I mean, not great tackling. I mean, obviously not to the Ole Miss level. I didn't see that game. It was a pretty good game. Yeah, yeah, pretty good game till late. I was in Brock Bowers, the human video game. The the guy that's the cheat the human cheat code took over and just ended it. He dominated. My wife was sitting on the couch and she goes, I don't get it. And I said, What? In the first half, she goes, Why don't we just get it to Bowers every play? And then the second half, we basically did that and we scored, you know, twenty one points or something. Like it was I was it was like that's the most profound thing you've ever said. Herbie need to bring in Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Have I think he's good. The booth call him plays. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's. I. Right. Yeah. So what's what's up with you? You've been. Uh, I guess you've been. You've been watching college football. You've been in the. College yeah, football. dude. Saturdays are amazing. I just didn't realize how much fun it was to be you guys this all this time. Like, like just to to, to do nothing. Morning. Yeah. Like get up every. I get up every Saturday morning. I work out, and then you we usually have something, and then come, you know, twelve like this week it was the car wash with the kids, but come twelve o'clock or whatever, you're like, all right, let's uh, let's watch some football, and then you. Come seven o'clock, you're still watching football. It's amazing. Like usually, traveling and doing all that stuff. So this has been this has been awesome. I see why you guys love college football so much. All, all day affair. All day affair of um, eating and watching college football. What do you what do you think about Dion? I think prime time. I think he's doing exactly what he wanted to do. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to bring eyeballs to to Colorado, and um, I didn't expect the product to be very good, and. I mean, obviously, back down to earth, you know, USC and Utah, what is it? I guess it was 69 to 14 at halftime combined those two games. Um, so it's it's been ugly, you know, against the the better teams, but he's doing exactly what, he, what he's supposed to do, and that's bring recognition and 
now he's gonna it's gonna help in recruiting and people are gonna want to go to Colorado. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to the Big Twelve. I mean, they're leaving the conference too, the Pac twelve, yeah. which would be they're gonna go to a league that will be way easier to compete in. I, I think he's doing exactly what he wanted to do. Yeah. I, I mean, I would want to go play for Dion. Yeah. I mean <laughs> like Travis Hunter, the kid that plays both ways. It's like, hey, uh you can you can talk to anybody you want about how to do this. I'm the only one that's ever done it. He was like, I did it in the pros. I, I played a little bit of offense and, and played defense. Like, I kicked return. Just let me teach you how to do it. A punt return. Let me teach you how to do it. I mean, it's pretty powerful. Obviously, he's got a he's got a mag- magnetic personality, you know, and he's he's a big believer, by the way. Like, he's a huge believer, and I, I love the way he talks about his faith. Um, but it's different, and when it's different, people don't like it as much. You know, when it's bold and in your face and, I mean, just 60 minutes – Who's the best coach in college football? Well, you got a mirror? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but that's Dion. And yeah. and the thing about it is when, when you play for Dion, like there's a lot of people that are coming for you because of your coach. Like Dion doesn't necessarily back it up, which is the interesting part of that. Are you making it easier on your kids? Probably not. Is, are you making it a little bit harder? Um, but that's also the persona that comes with Dion because he's got – a larger than life persona he always has, man. That's why when you were when he was young, when we were younger, we watched him with the Falcons and the Braves. You're like, this dude's awesome, you know? Like, always fun to watch. He's got all those celebrities on the sidelines. Oh yeah, the jewelry, the jewelry's flowing. Like <laughs> some people like that, some people don't. But I mean, that, that doesn't bother me in the slightest. You know, that's not your. Um, you know, listen, not everybody's gonna like you in this world. That's part of it, and and I think Dion realizes that. You know, he's he's not lacking confidence. Dion's got enough yeah. confidence for. For all of us, I think. I think yeah, I think he's great, and I think he, I think he's good for college football, and and uh, I'd go play for him. Yeah, the Rock, the Rock. I wouldn't mess with that dude. I would I wouldn't put your hands on that dude. That dude, that dude's another level. He's he's you know the older you get, the easier it is to build a little bit more muscle and get bigger. And you could, good lord, he is he is a he is a rocked up human being. That is for sure. But they got they got him coming out. The celebrities have definitely come out. The Rock knows what he's doing. He smells. He knows what's cooking. So I thought I thought we'd dive in at church. We've been studying through Second Timothy, and I thought we would just talk about talk about some of my messages. Okay. Applicable. Applicable. Appli- applicable. Applicable. Okay. Is that the word? Yeah. It's not what you said. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's amazing that I that I, I get paid to speak publicly. It is. I have a hard time saying a lot of different words. Yeah. It is amazing. So, yeah. Jennifer's like correcting me between services. That's okay. That's, <laughs> hey, a good wife is going to do that regardless. I told her last night because I said, just feel anytime, just feel free to make any suggestions you want. Did you really? Oh yeah, like it doesn't bother. Like I like, I appreciate the help. That's good. Did she? Did she have any for you? Well, she did yesterday. She said I said trespassing instead of trespassing. Okay. And so she corrected me between services. So I don't know why. Can we? Can we post the second service? <laughs> yes, that's the plan. Yeah, that's I said it right. The second service. Did do uh, now? Let me ask you a question because I I wonder this. I do that with my wife a lot. I a hundred percent. I say, baby doll, like, do you have anything that uh, that? And mine isn't always sermons like that bothers you that I could do better. Like anything with the kids that I could do better. I want to know. Does she ask you the same question in reverse? Does she ask you if you can give her any critique or anything that she needs to work on? Not really. Mine does not either. Sometimes. sometimes. (laughs) So I know, you know what that means to me? I know, like, just keep your mouth shut. Like, that's not, that's not what she's looking for from me. She she doesn't need my, what I need to work on, what I, what I think about certain things. If she, if she really wants me to do something, then she'll, 
So go ahead and let me know. Yeah, sometimes Jennifer will ask me about fashion. Like, like oh Lord, like is this in style or not? Oh, and I always respond the same. Oh, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I don't, looks I don't, good to me. I don't know why she would ask you about fashion looks, ever. Looks good to you me. You know, uh, the I got the best tip, and this is perfect for the podcast. Uh, family friendly. Uh, best tip I can give any men out there when your wife tells you about the bathing suit and she asks you how I look in a bathing suit and like, uh, how does it look? Do you like it? Um, I, I do the same thing all the time because I'm not, I'm not going to go into this world and get critiqued and stuff. I think you look great always. She's like, how does this look? How does this, I'll take a picture. And I'm like, you tell me how you think it looks. <laughs> it's, that's, that's your advice. It's the beautiful way to get myself out of trouble. Like. <laughs> Do I, do I like that? Do you like the bathing suit bottom? Do you like, how does it look? I'm like, well, we, what do you think? Like, here you go. Here, here it is. What do you think? And it gets me completely off the hook. I don't have to say anything. And kind of using the Jesus technique of I'm, answering a question with a question. question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just saying anybody who needs that out there, if your wife asks you how she looks in a bathing suit, just take a picture, snap a picture, send it back or just show her back. And good. You ever ask her how you look in a bathing suit? I don't absolutely don't. I want to dive in on this. That this this definitely applies to the to the family goals. But in Second Timothy, uh, Paul's writing to young Timothy, and he talks about his genuine faith. He says, "I remember your genuine faith uh, that you share. Uh, that first was filled in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that that same faith continues strong uh, in you." And so he talks about Timothy first has a has a genuine faith, has an authentic faith. But it first was passed down from from his grandmother and then his mother. And one of the things I talked about in church is we need to develop a faith of our own. And that's one of the things with our kids is helping our kids develop a faith of their own. A hundred percent. Any thoughts on that? Well, I think it's just like anything else. If, you know, you're wanting to, you're wanting them to grow up and be an adult and you're wanting to do certain things and be able to handle certain situations, well, it doesn't work unless you help them develop those situations, unless you help them develop social skills, you help them develop discipline with, uh, with chores, you know, the chores around the house. Like how do they learn to do their own laundry? Like we got to teach them, right? How do they learn to speak in certain situations? You know, some of it's natural, but most of it is taught. So, you know, like we, we can talk all we want about, um, what we want them to do, but we got to show them, we got to teach them and we got to kind of ask of them. And, I think it's the same thing with their faith. We've got to be able to do that. And, and I think it's going to look different for every kid too. Like it's not, you're not going to make every kid, like you, I don't think you make them, just like with sports. We've talked about that at nauseum, right? You don't make them practice and make them do X, Y, and Z. I don't think you sit down and you, you make them do, like make them read their Bible and make them come up with this. But if you do it as a family and that's what you do, and that's if you pray at night before you go to bed and that's what you do, if you build those habits, like, if you listen, your kids will start to pray like you. I mean, they literally will, right? Like you've, you've heard that throughout your life and, um, they're, they're picking up our good and our bad. Correct. Up Unfortunately, the positives and the negatives. Yeah. And, and just like for, for Nicholas, Nicholas is a, is a calm kid. He doesn't, he's, he's socially learning and, and figuring it out, like how to talk and stuff. And like yesterday he went to the uh, Braves game with his, with his girlfriend and, um, and their family, like the grandmother, the mom, the dad. And he was like, uh, and, and I was talking to him. I was like, well, this is what's going to happen. Like, you're going to get there and you're going to have to meet them. 
And when you meet them, they're going to say hello and they're going to say, how you been? Like, <laughs> and, and this sounds stupid, but like you, I literally have to do this with Nicholas because he's just, he gets a little bit nervous when he meets people and he doesn't really know what to say. Um, but then he came in the house and he was like, hey, I said the prayer for everybody at the table. Oh, wow. And I was like, and that wasn't awkward at all. I was like, nah, that was easy. And I was like, well, that's great. Like, you know, you, and I asked him, I said, he, he went into this situation and they asked him to pray. He said he prayed by himself. He put his head down and prayed. And then he said, this, they said, they asked, does anybody want to say the blessing? And he's like, I'll say it. Oh, wow. So, uh, and I asked him, I said, a year ago, buddy, would you do that? He's like, absolutely not. But it was, it was small steps of, hey, buddy, pray before bed. Hey, let's pray for your friends. Let's do this, that, that led to that. And that's, I think that's one thing cool. Like, so that's a great part of it. But another thing that I think is cool that, that you can really realize is, is fa your faith is passed down. Like, that's a cool thing to know that you have an, you have an opportunity to be like, just like, I don't know how this own, so, what'd you say? What'd you, what was that name? Eunice. Eunice. Yeah. Eunice. You ever, great, great Bible name, by the way. Eunice. We, that's, we should bring that name back. Yeah. You should name your, name your babies Eunice. When you and Lindsay adopt your next child, you can. This is little Eunice. <laughs> um, but, but I think that, uh, you have a, a cool opportunity to, to be like Timothy and have that faith passed down from generation to generation. Cause you see it all the time. Like one person that comes to faith in your family, that leads to another, that leads to another, that leads to a marriage that looks different, that is different, that leads to raising kids that look different. And those kids become different. And it literally is passed down, which is, I mean, that's probably the goal for a lot of people that are listening. Yes. Yeah, so I'll tell you an embarrassing situation for me. So I didn't, I didn't grow up going to church. And so I didn't know the Bible and our family, uh, I didn't have that passed down to me. It wasn't modeled for me. And so, uh, when I played tennis as, as a junior, we would travel to different parts of the state of Mississippi. Then you would stay at people's houses. So like when, when everybody came down to Gulfport, they would stay at my house. And so I was in Jackson, I stayed at this buddy's house and they were a Christian family and we're sitting around the table and they said, Hey, uh, Johnny, would you like to, to say the blessing? What the only, the only blessing I knew was God is great. God is good. Wait a minute. You never watched, uh, the Christmas vacation, <laughs> the blessing, I pledge allegiance to the flag. You didn't know that one, bro. <laughs> Christmas vacation had not come out yet. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I'm talking. Like that is an old movie, bro. <laughs> eighties here. I mean, I think that was in the eighties when that movie came out. Anyways, what'd you do? I did the God is great, God is good prayer. Let us thank you for it. By his hands, we're fed. Let us thank you. I thought it was God is good, God is great. Let us thank well, you. But how does it even go? I don't know. Preacher man. Anyway. So, you know, I mean, we landed the plane, though. It was it was oh, successful. Yeah. It was so, it was kind of like a, a meet the Fockers type. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first Fockers dropped on uh, on family goals. Uh, yeah. But it was, uh, you know, but it's, it's cool that that Nicholas, he's you've modeled for him how to how to say the blessing before the meal, and so he he may have been, even use some of the same terminology. Well, I'm about to go. I'm about to go rogue, by the way, yeah, and probably totally derail you. But this it brings up something that's been going on, um, and, and that I've been thinking about, like all this stuff that that we want to teach our kids and the, and we want them to learn. What's what's the best way? that you've learned throughout the years, the best way that I've learned how to do any of this stuff in, in my walk and grow and learn and really be stretched. The best way is for me to lead. I'm honest to goodness, like having a small group on Sunday nights, having a small group on Wednesday, like 
the best way to really stretch your faith and grow and go to the next level is is to lead a group. When you, and, and listen, you're all, you're always underqualified, and, and you're always going to feel like you're underqualified. But when you have to lead a group, the responsibility that comes with it, the the empowerment that comes with it, and then the confidence that you have that comes with it. But when you have to f- read context or read passages or read things or think about things and then teach them, I think it takes your faith to a different level. And um, so I would encourage everybody to find, also find those places. Nicholas learned to pray in church, right? Like every week I'm like, all right, who wants to pray? And nobody would raise their hand. I just pick somebody like, you got to pray, you got to pray. And then now it's, who wants to pray? And Nicholas and William Patterson raise their hand every time. Y'all stop raising your hand. You're not praying anymore. Like we're going to give it to somebody else, but stretch them, make them do it in front of people a little bit, make them feel, is it going to be awkward and uncomfortable? Yeah, it'll be awkward and comfortable. Like that's, but that's part of it. I mean, you'll be, your, your prayer life at one point probably was awkward and uncomfortable. And then as you've gone along, you're like, this is what I do. This is absolutely normal. So I don't even, I don't even think I prayed out loud and in group till college. Really, I'd be in discipleship group, and and even even then it was it was a stretch, and a lot of the guys in our discipleship group are guys in small group, make men who are just getting going in church. Yeah, they've ne- they've never prayed out loud before, and, and I'm not going to put somebody on the spot right off the bat, but I think as you get to know them and you develop those relationships, and you kind of see that they're they're growing, they're developing, and say, hey. I'm going to give them this opportunity. Yeah. It's going to stretch them. It's it's going to it's going to make them better. So. Yeah, and 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 you teach them how to do it first, right? Like we 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 went through it in small group. Like we taught I taught them how to pray. Like we went through the Lord's prayer. We went through the little acronym that we used, Acts. Like, and teach them how to do it, and then model it, and then slowly let it. Like, and I'm and I I would literally ask him before we go. I'm like, listen, all right, guys, I'm gonna ask one of y'all to pray. Think about the message. Think about what we talked about. Think about we all got to get, we all got to come to church. Think about something we're thankful for. Like you kind of prime it, you know what I'm saying? Like kind of help them, help them through. But that's that's how we pass down our faith. But but again, if it's not something, and all of this is all contingent on one thing, are are you going to make it a priority in your life? Is your faith your priority? If your faith is your priority, it'll be your kids' priority, 100. Yeah. Yeah. If, if sports are the priority, if school the priority, like that that will be the priority. Like whatever you want to really focus in and hone in on and be known for as a family, you, you'll be known for a hundred percent. But if it's not intentional, um, then you just kind of, let's, just like some, some people don't have like long, some people aren't good at long-term goals. I don't know where you sit on that, but like Lindsay was telling me, I don't really think about long-term goals. I'm not great at that. And I'm, I'm a long-term goal guy. Um, if you're not a great long-term goal person, you dang sure better be a good short-term goal person then. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we got to get somewhere today. If we don't have goals and we just float, we just keep floating and we keep floating and we keep floating. Right. But like we, so we've, we've got to have those intentionality that we have to have intentionality towards a purpose, towards a direction or else we'll just float and float. float. Yeah. I think helping our kids develop a faith of their own is easy when they're in elementary school and middle school. And, and even the, of course, when, when the kids are that age, mom and dad are still like their hero too. Like they look up and, but it's when they, when they begin to get into high school and they start to drive or they get into college, that's really where the rubber meets the road. Like, are they going to, and I think with your, they're not quite there yet. You're, you're doing everything you can possibly do, but Nicholas is going to have to decide when he, when he gets into college, gets into high school and then, then on into college or whatever he ends up going to do. Um, is it, is this going to be his faith yeah. or is this just his, 
his parents. Face. But we got, but we got to show them. We got, we got to teach them along the way and give them the rope to do that and and lead them and nudge them in those directions. Like he's, you know, he's he does a small, he does his quiet time every single morning. Like we pass each other. Like I pass him going to the hot tub, he passes me, and he goes and sits at the table and he reads in journals every day. And I go to the hot tub and pray for you know twenty minutes. So, like he's building he's building habits and starting to build habit. That that's his habit. Like he does that. And, and you know one one other thing too that and listen, I, the, I'm not saying we've got this figured out. We don't. Like we're we're learning it as we go. One thing that we Lindsay did an unbelievable job. She she she's taken Leah through one of these books that she's reading with her, and she she was talking about kind of discipleship, and she was talking about how hey like we got to get to the point where we can start helping other people with our faith and. So like Leah is now has a, a, a girl that's a grade younger. And so they text every day and they go two Bible verses a day. So like she's kind of walking her through right now. And they started in Romans and she's like walking her through Romans. So every day they do two verses and they text each other and send their thoughts. Leah's discipling a girl two years younger than her. Yeah. Uh, a year younger, year and a half younger than her. Yeah. That's awesome. But, but we're trying to, but we're trying to help her. And I told Nicholas, I was like, Nicholas, like wh- wh- who's yours? Like, let's, let's, let's find somebody who you can pour into. And he does, he actually does it with his girlfriend. Like he, he sends every day a, a chapter and he sends what he journals and he sends it to her, you know? And, um, she got baptized by the way, Sunday, which was, That's which awesome. was super cool. We got to go to that and hang out with her. Um, you showed, you showed me the text that her mom had sent to Lindsay about Nicholas's influence in her life. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's cool to see. Like, listen, we, we know they're not going to be perfect, but like if, if we can keep nudging them in those directions and teaching them what, first of all, showing them, but then teaching them how important these things, like, like somebody's pouring into you, right? So you got to do the same. Like you got to find other people to pour into and start with small baby steps. Like don't, you know, like for my first thing, and this is where I stink and Lindsay's really good. Like Lindsay's very good at making it very easy. Next step. She was like, well, well, y'all do a couple verses. And I'd have been like, why don't y'all just do a chapter a day? Well, a chapter a day is not going to work. You know, like Lindsay's way better at small picture, but yeah. And that's how she started off. And that and this will be the first person she learns to disciple as an eighth grader. You know, she's an eighth grader. Um, but it's obviously a, a small step and something that she can grow and grow and grow and continue to get more and more comfortable with it. Well, I agree with you a hundred percent that when you begin to lead other people, that's when your faith really, really grows because you don't just have to, you have to know it well enough to teach it, to teach somebody else. And then you have to be prepared. Okay. What questions are they going to ask me yep. based upon what the study is or, or what, what the verse is? And then finally, the next thing, what comes after that? Then you got to live it. Oh, you got to model it because 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 now you've taught it to a group of small pe- a small group of people who are doing life with you and, and parenting with you, and you called out how you shouldn't do X, Y, and Z, and it's not biblical. Now it's like, wait a minute, I got people look, whipping those eyeballs at me, right, and looking at me. So the level of accountability that comes with teaching is huge, man. Natural built-in accountability. Yeah, we we've said this before, probably on the podcast, but everybody needs a Paul, a Barnabas, and a Timothy. Timothy. And so thinking about your kids, every, they need someone who's pouring into them. They need an Apostle Paul in their life. And they need a Timothy, somebody that they're discipling. Yep. And then everybody needs that Barnabas, that, that encourager. That you, we're at the same, we're like running together. Doing like, life together. Doing, yep. We're working out together. We're doing life together. Same stage. Same stage, same, same spiritual level, I guess. But, uh, you know, I think that's amazing. So having, having someone disciple on them, Someone they're they're running with, and then someone a younger person that they're poured into. 
And uh, that's super cool. Like Joel and Julia, uh, they did that in high. So when they were in high school, they were discipling the middle school yep. kids at church. And so it's a, and they were still being discipled by their small group leaders. So well, and it's so it's cool because, because again, th- there's a lot of things that parents can teach, right? And, and there's a lot of things that kids are going to listen, but you're, 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 as a kid, they really look up to their peers, whether you like it or not. And, and they're, they're watching their peers. So if you can have somebody that can come down from, high school to middle school, you know, college to high school. How much of an influence does that? I mean, for example, for Nicholas, like, and here's, here's a great one. Um, he has a kid on his football team that, that he, that he, he, he is aspiring to be like this kid, this kid, you know, doesn't have a girlfriend, hadn't had a girlfriend, uh, very outspoken about his uh, faith. We call him the pastor on the team. He does all the praying, um, you know, he's just, he's living his life that's very, very different. And, and Nicholas has had some struggles with, with some kids in his grades. Like, like he, they're calling him weird all the time and they're making fun of him for, and by the way, it's the same thing I would have done. Like, like he'll say, I, I have a, I don't want to kiss my girlfriend. I have no desire to kiss my girlfriend. That's not, that's not what I want. Um, you know, he's, he's going to listen to music without, without, you know, with it, without an E next to it. And, and obviously the stigma that comes with that and people will make fun of you and they don't understand it, but they respect it. But having a kid that he has, he has a senior kid that plays football at North that um, I asked him, I said, how did you, how do you do it? How, how, do, how would you encourage somebody else? And I texted him and then the kid reached out to Nicholas. He, play, he plays his position anyways, reached out to Nicholas and uh, Nicholas came up to us one and then he called and then he called Nicholas. So he texted Nicholas and he starts this dialogue with Nicholas and then he calls him and talks to him and and then Nicholas comes to us that night and literally was like, "Hey man, thank you for parenting me different." Hmm. Like, but but again, it's because it doesn't come from mom and dad; it comes from someone else. Like that is so important in our lives. I to say how powerful that is that it's not coming from you; it's coming from someone's a little bit older than him, someone that he looks up to. And it's so important to get our kids around those type of relationships. Yep. And, I, and I know who you're talking about. I love that kid. He's unbelievable. <laughs> um, it's Luke Waterworth. What does it matter? That's who it is. Did you know? Did you know? That, is that I know. Him? I thought you were talking about uh, KJ Moon. No, he's good too. But um, but it's it's been, it's been unbelievable that uh, that you can that you, that you. But when you live your life in the same world, like I'm not living in the same world as Nicholas. Like he's in the same world. He's in the same school. Like he's doing the same things, you know, like, so I think it's, it's way more relatable than me saying it to, at my age when my schedule's totally different. My life's totally different. I'm at a different stage. So I think it, it really resonates. And, and again, to me, what it does is I think, I think you, you, and you can, you can correct me this. I'm not saying this is biblical by any stretch of the imagination, but I think you, you get convictions in life and, and you get convicted and, and you get motivation and you get energy and you're, and you're running towards it. But I think you naturally get deflected and you get hit and you get, you know, you're running towards a direction, but you get knocked off. You get knocked off a little bit and then you start to get fatigued and you start to get tired. And then you get a word from somebody, man, and you get refocused, re-energized, right? Like, and then you're like, I can stay on this path. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what people are looking for, that encouragement in their life where you can, you can pump them up a little bit and inspire them to keep working and keep going and keep going. Because otherwise, sometimes you want to step off. And sometimes you want to go a different direction. I, I agree 100%. I, th- I think a good way to to wrap this up and just ask our listeners, uh, do you have a Barnabas? Do you have a Paul? Do you have a Timothy in your life? And so some of our listeners, they need to find an Apostle Paul, someone who can disciple them, someone who can help them grow. Others need to find a Timothy. Like we, we, we have 
people who've been Christians for years and years and years, and you have a lot to offer, and you need to pour into somebody else and help them grow. And, and then, and then the the Barnabases. Do you have someone who is encouraging you? Which is just as important. And doing life together, people you enjoy hanging out with. Yeah, that will hold you to a standard that yeah. that other people won't. So I'd say having that for yourself. But then if you're a parent, having that for your kids, like, do they have the Paul and the Barnabas and the Timothys in their lives? And if they don't, what can you do to help them find that? Thank you for listening to this week's Family Goals podcast with David Pollock and Pastor Jay. Do you have a faith of your own or is your faith someone else's, whether that's your parents or your spouses? We want you to develop a faith of your own. And God wants you to develop that personal relationship with him. You hear Pastor Jay say, everyone needs a Paul, a Timothy, and a Barnabas. Every great follower of Jesus needs to be discipling someone else, and they need someone discipling them. And then lastly, they need a peer right alongside them so they can sharpen each other. So who is your Paul? Who are you learning from? Who's your Timothy? Who are you bringing under you and teaching them? And then who's your Barnabas? Who's that person that you can lean on in the same stage of life as you? We encourage you to find these people in your life. We encourage you to find those people in your life. If you need help and don't know where to turn, contact us at joelin at gracedonechurch.com and we would love to help you. If you found this episode helpful, encouraging, or entertaining, please let us know by subscribing to the podcast or by writing a review. You can also reach us on Instagram and Twitter at Family Goals Pod. Again, thank you for listening to the Family Goals Podcast and we'll catch you next week.